You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for downloading this week's Attacking Scrum podcast. As you can imagine, focusing mainly on international rugby this weekend. A little bit of club chat in there. But of course, alongside the the Wales result, uh, today was the last ever professional game from Gethin Jenkins. So we just wanted to talk about that before the podcast gets underway. So we'll start, Dan, by asking you, what was your favourite Gethin Jenkins memory? For me, it's got to be the 2005 try. I was there. It was an amazing day in in in, in Cardiff. I remember the sun was uh, sun was shining. I was uh, I was living in Cates. The whole of the whole of uh, of Cardiff and Wales seemed to come to a standstill mm. for that game. It was mm. just it was it was like no other experience I think I've had in rugby. And then just to see him, he was he was the pace at which he was running. Yeah. And then to control it, he made it look so easy, didn't he? Beautiful footballing skills. A bit I love with it as well. Flinging the ball at yeah, Ragara. That was great, isn't it? Would have been a red now. Yeah, probably. Probably, probably would have been. Um, that's, that's a fine But choice. what a moment. Yeah, he had the headband on, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, proper old school looking. Yeah. But then, yeah, just uh, the pace to, to charge him down and get over. That was awesome. Yeah, it was such an amazing moment. There's, there's so many, though, isn't there? Because he, he just turns up on the big occasions. But I'll tell you which one I'm going to go for. The one thing that just epitomised how much of a, a modern rugby player he was, was that try against Namibia in Rugby World Cup 2011. Oh. Where oh, no, no. The, the dummies, yeah. the charging over, however far out he started that. I remember watching that game, because uh, it was during, a, it was on a Monday morning, it was on at like a quarter past six on a Monday morning, and I was in work that day, I was working at TalkSport, and I wouldn't have had the time to watch the game at home like if I'd have watched it at home I'd have missed um, you know I'd have had to miss chunks of the game so I went in to work and got in for quarter past six and watched it there and obviously it was over yeah. it was over before work began and uh, yeah tired, sleepy had had a heavy weekend and that moment in particular just, just lit it up and that's the kind of that's the kind of magic that he had that he had up his sleeve as well and just the, the fearlessness to do it so Although it didn't have the significance, that was just something that I really enjoyed. He took, he, did he take about three or four of them over the line? Oh, yeah, after yeah, beating, yeah. Like, yeah. Leaving the, three or four for The dummies, the steps, yes. yeah. It was just, uh, 
Yeah. He had it all. He had it all, didn't he? He did. Kick, even a kicking game. I know that that kick against uh, was that Argentina. His little kick for his little kick for touch. Yeah, perfectly weighted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really sad day actually. Cause, it's, uh, it's a sad day, but um, he's been there for you know he's been there throughout you know throughout our time really, isn't he? And um, but it's, you know him and him and Martin probably you know they're two of my two of my most favourite players. Yeah. Um, but I'm so pleased that he's staying in the game because mm. everyone says that he just. It's like a mastermind with it. And to win those three Grand Slams, I'll never forget those uh, yeah. those memories. No matter how much uh, I drank on each of those days, still yeah. with us. Yeah, what a guy. Cheers, Melon. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum podcast, where Welsh rugby matters. It's six in a row for Wales as they reach Scotland 21-10 in Cardiff. And for the first time in 16 years, Wales get their autumn off to a winning start. And now after the start of the Scotland game, it's time to look ahead to the main course, a mouth-watering encounter with Australia next week. We'll be looking ahead to that and dissecting yesterday's game over the next 45 minutes or so. And to help me do that is the king of Cowbridge, Dan Killick. Dan, how are you? Very good, Jed. Yeah, action-packed weekend of work, bonfire nights, looking after little ones and rugby. So you, yeah. yeah, you do live a high-octane life, don't you? Yeah, high tempo. 100 miles an hour, up in the tempo. It is, it is. No, it's good, good weekend, good win. And how many times have you watched the game back now? I've watched the game back twice. Nice, very nice. <laughs> yeah, I like three, but uh, yeah, twice. Okay, that's that's dedication to the cause. I've only seen it once live from in the stadium, Ooh, so... Uh, a couple of beers on board as well. Plenty of beers on board, but a very good pace that it kept the enjoyment levels high, um, timed the, the exit to the to the bar and to the toilets perfectly. You weren't in the alcohol-free zone then? <laughs> no, no. I, um, no, I've got to be honest, actually, before we get into this... Yeah. Like, it's cool having alcohol-free zone and stuff. And the antisocial behaviour, right, I get that. That's not, that's not cool wherever. It's just that, you know, that's, that's not right if people are getting so pissed that they're, they're causing problems. But, I do, you know, like... Oh, yeah, and it does annoy me when people don't watch the game. But it's not that annoying that you have to get up if someone needs to go to the toilet or, or they want to go to the bar. Like, that's, that's their prerogative. They pay. Like, it's not that. It's not as annoying as people make out. I just think they're like they've, to have a they've paid, but it affects. No, it, it doesn't. Affects you like if you stand up for a split second to let someone pass, that doesn't affect anything. I think split second is when you're going up and down like, uh, like a yo-yo. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's, like I, do you I, know what I mean? Like, I'm so emotionally invested in the game that I don't really notice who's coming yeah. past me. If you've got some really annoying people yeah. next to you, don't forget you're a tall, you're a tall guy. No, no, all right, fair point. <laughs> no, that is a fair point. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I just I think it's been blown out of proportion a bit. But yeah, the 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 antisocial behaviour I don't agree yeah. with, and the um, yeah, it is bloody annoying if people aren't watching yeah. the game at all and they're just arsing around. But this is quite a good compromise, isn't it? Because you, yeah, if somebody you really, there, yeah. really just wants to go and you know have no interruptions, and they've got that option now. Yeah, to go in with with any everyone else that wants that as well. Yeah, no, I suppose uh, that, that's that's fair enough. I, I wonder whether it, how long it'll carry on. So uh, yeah. yeah, if anyone was sat in the alcohol-free zone this weekend and they want to let us know what it was like, yeah, you do that. Hear, yeah, do that on Twitter at Attack and Scrum. Uh, you can do the same on Facebook if you like, um, 
or uh, join our group on Facebook, which is simply called Wales Rugby Fans, which gets bigger and bigger and bigger every week, so make sure you do that. Uh, right, so quickly before we go on the wait, quick thank you to our sponsors at So Coffee Trades. Quick story for you, Dan. So Scott, uh, so this is Scott Otten, obviously he runs So Coffee Trades, the Ospreys hooker. Um, he phoned me this week and he said he had a massive order from a guy called Jonathan Hooper. And uh, when he asked Jonathan where he'd heard about So Coffee, he said it was through listening to this very podcast. So proves it works, right? That's proves lo- it works. So hear, yeah, yeah, Scott, he was very happy, which is good, uh, good to hear. And uh, yeah, well done, Jonathan, for backing a great Welsh business like So Coffee and for listening to the pod as well. So if you want to do the same, head over to socoffeetrades.co.uk. Right, fact or fiction is the first part of the show, Dan, as you'll be well aware. Five statements this week. We'll debate whether they're true or false. Okie dokie. I can see you looking at them now. I can't, I can't see. Uh, I've got my, uh, my valuation glasses on. There's one for you. Your valuation glasses? Yeah. No, yeah. go on. So when, when I first, um, obviously I'm not the, I don't look the oldest, do I even now, but um, when I first started <laughs> in the industry, um, I regularly had, I would go up to people's you know houses, call into valuation, they'd be like, are you, you're, you're not the Daniel that we spoke to on the phone, are you? I said, yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, obviously... As I, it would take me a bit of time to get it through, yeah. and then they'd um, they sort of realised that uh, I wasn't about two or three years old, so I bought a pair of glasses. So when you look older, yeah, when and they did the eye test, and they said, "Look, absolutely fine. You don't need them." I said, "I want a pair." Oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, I got these glasses that uh, I used to call them the valuation glasses. Right, but um, yeah, off on a tangent there. But yeah. I... <laughs> right. um, Amazing. So it's like like those hipsters who wear uh, yeah. just wear frame onlys, but you're doing it to try and to try and win business. Oh, there you go. Oh, um, that's, that's good. Let's go with number one. Let's go with number one. Gareth Anscombe will be Wales's ten at Rugby World Cup. You've been desperate to talk about Gareth Anscombe. So I uh, was. Yeah, I went fact, fact overdrive on Twitter. It's going to be a fact for me. Yeah, I thought he. Um, I thought he had a good game. A good solid game yesterday. <clears throat> Didn't sort of set the world alight, but he's he, he was the difference for me. Um, he just reads the game so well. Mm. He's varied. He did make a couple of errors. You know, I think we thought he kicked poorly at times, but yeah. at times, yeah. I mean, there there was um, there's a couple of loose kicks then, more so from mm. uh, more so from um, our nine mind. But um, yeah, I think he's. The way in which I put a tweet out, the way in which he read, he was reading the back row, um, yeah. so lines from Moriarty, lines from Tipperick, then you know the obvious ones that he's reading that on the backs as well. But he just he's such a good link with the forwards as well, mm. and I I just think our back line looks so dangerous and threatening when he's there because you the, the opposition don't know what he's going to do, and he himself can go and cause massive massive issues. So he just holds he holds defenses, and they're you know. They're, they're worried. Mm. They're really worried. Um, it's just a lovely, lovely balance. Yeah, they're pretty, um, pretty side argument there. I think. Look, I would say, uh, yeah, I'd say he's in. He's in pole position, certainly, isn't he? I thought he was very good. Moment, yeah. I thought he was very good on Saturday. Um, yeah, I think he controlled the game well, looked a threat, and yeah, I, I, actually, with not a huge amount of ball. Uh, I, I thought that we took our chances. That was the main thing, and, and he was at the heart of that. You know, obviously that yeah. that Jonathan Davis try, which is a um, um, off the training paddock first first phase beautiful um, try. First which, phase, we shouldn't really score 
off first phase, but it was it was beautifully done, mm. wasn't it? Uh, you see it more though now, don't you? Like because we see, went through phase, we've seen a few we more went of them, through, we've but, probably gone through ten years where people just haven't scored first phase tries, and I think you see it more now at, at club level and at international. I wonder whether it's actually that. Um, that teams are just working that much harder at creating moves that, that are going to open it up. It's great. I think it's great to see stuff off first phase. It is be- it's beautiful to see when yeah. one comes off like that. And I thought with that one, it was Anscombe that it was just the slight change in his body. That, And it was it's so easy to miss that, isn't it? That mm. just made, just created that little bit of space for, for JD to to have an easier handoff. I mean, he, he'd, he'd hand off anything, wouldn't he? Yeah. I mean, it's just so powerful. You're not going to get it when you're slightly off, but I can't. Yeah. It was. I think it might have been Hugh, was it Hugh Jones. It was Hugh Jones, yeah. And he's a good you know, tackler. He's a good tackler. He's a strong bloke. Yeah. A fantastic centre in his own right. But he's caught slightly into my. He was left slightly exposed yeah. there, and then had to pick a man. He's that split second behind. Yeah. And when you give Davis the chance like that, you, you're just not going to. You're not going to recover. And we had. We then had North, mm. who was who was who was lingering, and and someone outside as well. So it was. We had loads of options. Yeah. It, was a, it was a beautiful move. And it's Anscombe that does those... His timing of the pass yeah. is absolutely spot on. I agree can on see that. that yeah. You can see that he's shaken off the, in, the injuries mm. now that he was carrying. Yeah, I would say, you know, I was... As you know, it took me a while to be sold on, on Anscombe, I have to, I have yeah. to say. But it did with a lot, though. Mm. A lot of us, didn't it, really? Oh, it definitely did. It definitely did. And I think in the last year, he's been playing consistently very very well be it from 10 be it from 15 and you know he's playing a lot of rugby at 15 actually for yeah for Cardiff and he's, he's brilliant there as well mm. isn't he he's a fantastic 10 a fantastic 15 it's a great it's a great option to have let's talk about the contenders then for that shirt that there will be over the next over the next you know 9-12 months the obvious one is Reese Patchell and he's been in great form himself over over the last 12 months an unfortunate injury meant that mm. Anscombe, Anscombe, you know, didn't really have any opposition for this game, and he's he's taken his chance. What then for Reese Patchell? Can you see him being a realistic contender? Yeah, I think he'll still he'll still contend, won't mm. he? But we've seen how much uh, so Gatlin wanted to put wanted to put Anscombe in there. That was my, my feeling, has wanted him there for quite a, quite a long time. Well, he has done. He fast, they he, fast-tracked him over ahead of the World Cup yeah. in 2015, didn't and they? they give so. him chances when he wasn't on form. Yeah. He was also carrying injuries, but he carried on playing because he, you know, he was probably hoping that he'd overcome them, um, which he didn't. So now that he's actually fit and is, and is playing brilliantly, you, it's difficult to see him being moved off, isn't it, that post? But Patchell's, Patchell's a great player, isn't he? And he'll, he will challenge him. And then, and then we got bigger. Yep. Um, and then there's a few, you know. Then you've got you know Jared, and it's we've got a lot of depth. We've got a lot of yeah. They're, they're really good options. How, would you say? I mean, as as, as fantastic form as Anscombe's been in, and again, I think very good performance. Has he done enough to cement that place, though? Do you know what I mean? Have we seen enough for him to go? Okay, World Cup quarter final against England. For me, we have, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. He, he, you, you alluded to it. We didn't have, we didn't have a great amount of ball mm-hmm. um, in that game, and we were, we were, we just took our chances really well, and we haven't. That's something that we haven't often done. We've needed a number of chances, haven't we, in the past? And we butchered a good few. And he's, he's just on, 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 on absolute top of his game. Um, 
so much so that he could have picked out. He's got runners. He's also got people running off him in different ways that he, we could almost pick a few different passes on that final one. Um, so yeah, I, I for me, he's, he's he's if he stays fit, he's our ten. He's our ten for the World Cup. I still think there's a lot more to come. Actually, I, I think he's. I think he will be. I would say he's going to be, but I think we're going to see more from him. That's that's going to say, okay, it's it's not in, it's not in doubt. But um, as you know, I'm a massive fan of Patchell. Was in. I was in this you know, is just the beginning. I think so. You know, yeah, that's, I, the, that's the exciting thing, though, isn't it? It is. I I think next week is a is a massive audition for him, and that you know, if he if he can pull it off against Australia, then that's where you start to go. Okay, right, this is where he is his shirt to lose now. And you know, I think that's a big one. Let's not. I think Wales were good against Scotland. I think there's lots and lots of positives to take out of the game. However, the game still had a slight exhibition feel to it. It was a bit like a friendly, wasn't it? Still a little bit. Yeah, you know, I would say it was. You know, it was physical, but it was definitely physical, which was good. The atmosphere was good. There was there was intensity there, but it still had that little feel. You know, with both sides having some players not available yeah. and. So you know, I I don't think you can read a huge amount into this. I don't think Scotland but, will be you know will be thinking, all oh, right, well, we need to rip up the game plan yeah. based on that. Well, Same as I don't think we can sit there and say that's that's everything we need to go ahead and and do great things at the Rugby World Cup. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. And with, with our tens, though, mm. if we look at Patcher, we haven't seen we haven't seen, in, the, in the Welsh shirt. Then the only ten that we can say that has been sort of consistently you know great. It's bigger. It's bigger, isn't yeah. it? And oh, no, other, I would agree with and that. And the others, you know, Patchell, but let's, yeah, let's come. they're all in that mold. Rewind of... to February this year, and Patchell tore apart Scotland. He absolutely tore them apart. Admittedly, we were great up front that day, and we did a proper number on them at the breakdown, nullified their kind of, their threat at the breakdown. And we just, we smashed through them. And, you know, I suppose he had a little bit of an armchair ride, but he, he tore them apart. He looked brilliant against uh, and that's a Six Nations game, first up in the Six Nations. I would argue the form of that, you know me, Dan, I like to use racehorse analogies, right? That form that, that Patchell showed is stronger, if you see what I mean. It, yeah. it carries more weight than, than maybe what Anthony so did think yesterday. Maybe, you know, we've got a tendency to get carried away with the, the, you know, the most recent game. He's played, he's played well, not, you know, he hasn't... He hasn't played absolutely incredible. He's not sort of blown. No, I, I, I don't think he. Yeah, I thought he was really, really good yesterday. Yeah, and uh, but I think I think next week, and you know, I think we'll we'll discuss our yeah. team but, later on in the later yeah. on in the show who we'd pick. But um, you, yeah, you, you sort of touched on it with earlier. With my 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 thinking with him is that he it, this is this is the beginning. Yeah, it, 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 it's we're going to see so much more from him um, with him giving game time and staying fit. He's got to stay fit though. Yeah, no, absolutely agree. Right, number two, Dan. Lydia is going to be hard to shift from the number six shirt. I'm going to change that. Lydia is going to be impossible to shift from the number six shirt. Fact or fiction? Oh, it's a great question. Oh, um, so uh, with Gatland, it's 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 going to be a fact if he stays again. If he stays fit, it's going to be very very difficult. I think we know Gatland really really likes him. Um, there's there's something really reassuring, isn't there, about seeing Lydia 
there on the pitch in the Welsh shirt. You know what he's going to do. He has developed as well. He did carry. Some little uh, round-the-corner passes there was in some, there, yeah? Yeah, there was, his handling. There was some offloads. Um, he, his work rate's always high, isn't it? Mm. But he, you know, he, he, he's obviously been told to go away and work on a few bits, and he, he delivered on those. Um, not going to be easy to move him because it's so easy to build a back row around him. It really is. You know, when you when you've got that guy that you just know exactly what he's doing, you then look at the seven, you go, right, okay, that's what that's the seven we need for this game. Eight, okay, you know, and it just starts to also then you you build the second rows into it, because he's you know, he's six foot three, he's seventeen stone, he's a he's a big man, isn't he? And he plays he plays his weight in the scrum. So not gonna be easy to move him. No, I, fact. I agree. Uh there's some uh, Rugby cliche time, right? Balance in the back yeah. row is something we always talk about, same as you know, all the other pundits and other podcasts talk about. But it is so important, isn't mm. it? You know, look at... It's been England's problem for a very long time. They haven't had an out-and-out fetcher in that back row. That You know, that's that's something that, that we've covered it's a number of years. times. Yeah, it has been years. It has, absolutely. And we've been very fortunate because we've got a load of Class 7s. You know, even with Sam retiring, we've got loads and you know the, the other injuries we've got loads but the balance of that it, you just felt that it gave players more opportunity with Lydia being there knowing that he's going to make those crucial tackles and do the out and out grunt of a six it gave be it Tipperick be it Dylan Lewis be it Ken Owens chances to get over the top of the ball and cause uh, and cause problems at the breakdown which which they did and that's just so tempting, isn't it? You, you just it then is. start to think, God, you know, can can you afford to leave Matt? And I, I've got to be honest, you know, I I, I think he he played well this season. I didn't think he was tearing up trees. And you thought, you know, maybe you could see him creeping. You could see him just creeping back in there, couldn't you? And building a little bit. He's just a player that is comfortable. It's more than comfortable at international level. And now that he's had that performance. I expect him to again to go on and have a great game against Australia. That back row looked like it had the perfect balance to me. All a grunt, the Lydia yeah, it did. just tackle, 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 smashing into rucks, being that it slowed a lot up as well, slowing the ball down, just being an all-round nuisance and and doing his fair share of carrying. Yeah, more yeah. than we've probably seen in the past. Carried well. Tipperick, we're going to come on and I'm going to wax lyrical about it. I just thought he was brilliant. Yeah. And then Moriarty adding the adding the clout and the go forward. That was the best game he's had all season. Undoubtedly for me, Moriarty. Yeah, yeah, yeah his, his work rate was really, yeah. really high, wasn't it? It was loads of tackles, did a lot right, yeah. to, right, right till to the Plenty end. Plenty of carries and you know, yeah. looked a threat. So he looked fit. He did he look fit, fit yeah. So you know, I think Lydia is going to be damn hard to shift. Let's say Shingler is fit again, and let's also say Toby's fit again. What are you saying then, Daniel? <laughs> you know how much I love Shingler. Um, I want to say that we we can use these guys depending on who we're playing against, but then we're gonna who's someone's gonna have to miss out. Yeah. Um. On the on the squad, aren't they? Um. You know, and also you know with Lydia, do you? I don't see him as a bench man. I see him as no, a start. No, no, I he don't. Has to I start. think he has to start. He has to start, otherwise he's not there. So, which pushes him to the you know pushes him to the front. Um. You know, Shingler. Outstanding in the line out. There's low. It's just a totally different player, isn't mm. he? We're. I don't know. It's too hard to. It's, it's too hard to call at the moment. It's interesting you say you build a back row. You know you can build a back row around Lydia. For me now, I think Justin Tipperick is going to be Wales's starting seven. 
I don't know whether it's right to say he like he's he's earned it just through the years and years of graft, but I actually think he's earned it through the years of being consistently excellent. Be it coming off the bench for Wales, be it starting for Wales, be it starting for the Ospreys, he is just his form has just been never he's so, a, he so never rarely has a, has a bad game. game. And I've never seen him have a poor game. Mm. The the uh, the poorest game I've seen him have that, that sticks in the memory was the game against Australia last year where he was knocking the ball on and you're just not used to seeing that. But I think with him being the seven, he does benefit from playing alongside Lydia. Yeah. I, I really do think he does. And, you know, obviously he's played a lot of rugby with, with Toby over the years as well. So it's going to be really interesting. But he is the one, you know, I think him and Toby, if they're fit, they definitely start. Yeah. And then the sixth position, you've got a wealth of options then. But I think it's, a, it's, the, it's the less riskiest then. Mm. You know, you just know it's so solid, isn't it, and dependable. If you look at that mm. back row there with Lydiot in it. Um, and, and again with him as well in the red shirt, you, he, he doesn't have a bad game. So you just know like you've got someone who's, who's going who's gonna to go well. And you've got Tips, who again equally is going to go well. Falatau, like again, so the, you've got, it's so solid. Mm. And that's what we're going to need, aren't we? Or do you need a little bit more? Do you need something that is... A bit again. I'm playing devil's advocate here. Do you need that bit more X factor in the back row, or have you just got enough with with Tipperick in there? Do you know what I mean? Do you do you need another seven in there to cause havoc around the pitch, playing left and right open open side flankers? I still I. Or do you need Shingler's athletic ability or the ability to to give an offload? Are they the kind of bits of bits of magic that you're going to need to win big games? Or do you just need that complete, dependable, I think it does. reliable Dan Lydiot? Yeah, I think you need that in a you need that in a World Cup. Then you need to you need to know what you're going to. You get. haven't got a clue who you're picking it. No, I, well, I can no, see I it in your I face, Dan. Not, I haven't either. I don't, no, I haven't. I, don't my, I have done my hands up. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I just going in. I think from from with com, you know if you're confident and you know you know what that that back row is going to deliver it must give so much confidence to you know the front five then the backs as well mm. um, and you know look, Lydia he he has got he's developing a different side to his yeah, game as is. well I isn't agree. he so yeah, yeah, yeah. you know Tipperick is there's no one better is there he's a complete box of tricks Falatau's got you know Falatau's Falatau you know you don't say anything more about him do you and then you know who, who it's, it, a lot of it depends on our bench mm. who's going to be our our bench back row man um, going to be fascinating but I, I think there's another big op- like we were saying with Anskin big opportunity for Lydia next week if he can go out there and perform in a game that I, I think has real significance which we'll come on to very shortly if he can go out there and, and put in another one of these performances then you just start to think okay he's making that six shirt his own again well this is the big this is the big game now isn't it you pointed to it the, the Scotland you know the Scotland game was you know was a little almost was a, little, a bit of a warm up yeah yeah it's uh, it's a it's a little bit soft and um, this is the, the real test match now and with that in mind Dan beating Australia next week is a must if Wales are going to get past the quarterfinals at next year's Rugby World Cup fact or fiction I do think this is a fact actually I know Warburton's come out and said look you know if we lose it's not you know it's not <clears throat> it's not the end of the world it isn't the end of the world but I do think mentally it's going to be absolutely massive for us to get that to get that win and just keep the whole momentum ticking Um We've got to be targeted. We've got to win this game. I, I really do think. I what do. Is, what's your take on it? Yeah, I feel exactly the same. I just, 
you need, I, I do think it's, it's that mental hurdle. In, I know the players always say it's not there, but I think they have to say that. You know, you couldn't come out and go, oh, yeah. It was there, know. yeah. Yeah, I just, don't think, I just don't think you can. And they have to go into that big World Cup clash against Australia believing they can beat them. And in order to do that, you've got to break this jinx of, of 10 years and 13 games without having been able to do it. And especially because they're there for the taking this time. They've had a bad year and this is going to be a good opportunity. That doesn't seem to, to matter though, does it? No, it doesn't. And again, why is that? Because a lot of the time, Australia feel they have the edge over Wales and they're able to go out and perform. And sorry, but this time around, I think we've got to do yeah. it. I think, this is, I think this is massive. And I think it's good to have a, a, a real meaningful test match against Australia. You know, we obviously went through a phase where we played them so often. You just thought, oh God, you know, what does it matter? The result in this one. But yeah, this... Oh, this is I it? think this is big. Yeah. I think this is a this is a dress rehearsal for yeah for I, next year. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Couldn't agree. Couldn't agree more. I just I, I'm sick and tired of us losing. Mm. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. I am, and you know, especially you, when the other you look at the other. You know, Scotland have you know, Scotland have done lost, them, lost yeah, the, Scotland done them a few times. Lost the sides yeah. after, haven't they? Have beaten them. Yeah, Ireland consistently. Yeah. England seem to always do it. But the, the strange thing is, you look going into the last World Cup, and England. In the in the Rugby World Cup, was arguably a harder game than it will be against Australia. Do you know what I mean? It was at Twickenham, that, you know, basically home game for England in their own Rugby World Cup, and Wales went and delivered. And I think that's because mentally we know how to beat. We knew how to beat England. We'd done it quite a few times, and we'd done it in big games. We'd done it in that Grand Slam bust, you know, the great the Slam busting game in 2013. Yeah. we blew them away. We'd done it in 2012 for us to go on and win the slam. We'd done it in 08. You know, it kind of, Twickenham didn't have that, that fortress feel to it that it did prior to 2008. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, we've gone 20 years without a win there. Uh, was it? No, sorry, 10 years without a win yeah. there, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and so I just think that now it, no, 20. Yeah, 20. It was 20. 20 it, was it? it was Adrian Hadley, wasn't it? 88, yeah. yeah. Um, and I just think that it's a similar thing with Australia. I just think if we go into next year's World Cup, having not beaten them, there will still be that element there. So I, I do think that this 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 could be massive for Wales. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're, just the way that we know, we know how many how many years, how many games they will as well. Mm. And yeah, it's just it's just throwing out the party line, isn't it? No, we're not. You know, we don't really take much interest in that. Yeah. You do. Yeah, everyone, I think you do. Everyone does. So, yeah, yeah let's, uh, let's get a win. Let's hope so. Right, still to come, we'll be picking our side for next week's game, uh, which will be interesting, considering we've just been sat here not having a clue who to pick in the back row, but uh, I think it might be a little bit easier for next week's game. Um, and we'll also be talking a bit more about the, the Scotland game. We'll touch on some of the club rugby, uh, and we've got a few listeners' questions into the mix as well. So all of that to come very, very shortly. Right, Dan, two to go on fact or fiction. And the first of those is this. Gareth Davis's box kicking is a serious flaw in Wales' game plan. Fact or fiction? Fact. It's been poor for a long time, hasn't it? Um, I thought it was poor again on, on the weekend. Um, and it's just... It's so frustrating because we lose... We lose so much momentum mm. from it. Um, and it, it does, you know... 
they start build, you know, the side start building plays, building phases. Do often actually score off 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 the off a number of these. Um, so yeah, fact for me, easy one. Yeah, I, I, I as you know, I, I hate box kicking as a rule. I think unless you're as good at it as Connor Murray is or or Aaron Smith, then just don't do it. I, I, I you know, honestly, like I think the advantages of a box kick are completely negated when you're just not good enough to to pull it off. I'd much rather just see, okay, well, let's ping it back to the uh, ping it back to the outside half. And if you know if you want that kind of bigger style, put it up and contest it. It's easier to do than it is from a box kick position. Or if you want to put put some distance on it, like there's one where Anscombe had the ball in his own in his own dead ball line on Saturday, and he hammered it. Yeah, it was a miles kick. It was a great 40. kick. Yeah, that was. And a you just go, well, just back the fly off, back the guy who's on the pitch to do it. So oh, I just can't, I can't stand it. I cannot. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't stand it. It's just um, yeah, it's driving me a bit mad yeah. now. It's such a shame with him as well, isn't it? Because he's He's, you know, he had, you know, he was, he was leading the line speed, wasn't he? I he was think his line speed was amazing. His face, he was, yeah. you know, he's not someone you want to, you know, you want right in your face. Really. He was he's almost so doing a bit of that Mike Phillips, yeah, you know, additional defender. Uh, he's fiery. He's, you know, there's no one that you'd. His finishing is amazing. Yeah, his finishing is absolutely amazing. And I just, I just think, well, look, you know, either pick a nine who can box kick if that's the game you want to play, or better still. Just cut that out of the game plan. It's not. Is it something now that is you know? Is it something that he can get? I mean, you you, you think probably not. You know. Yeah, I, I don't think been, so. He's obviously been working on it for a long time, and it's so yeah. Um, but you know, he's an outstanding player, isn't he? And there's so many other so many other bits. But if he could just get that, it'd be complete. Yeah, I do, yeah. It's just I don't know. I, I think if we if we kick away, that was my yeah. my big criticism of the Scotland game. We kicked away too much ball. That's the control, and and against against better sides, can't do that against better sides. You know they had so much ball, they couldn't score. You know they were they weren't they didn't offer much at all. I thought we didn't really uh, we didn't really need to get out of second or third gear. We just sort of coasted along, tackled our hearts out. But we you know we didn't really need to take it to that next level. You know those, those sort of loose kicks against some of the other sides, they'll they'll punish us, won't they? And it could you know it could be four, five, six tries. Um, and that's where we there is concerns at nine, isn't there? Going into the World Cup at the moment, that we don't have an out and out controlling nine. Because, no, because he's our starting nine. In in, in years, isn't he? He's our starting nine uh, as it stands at the moment, and it's going to be tough when we when we don't have somebody that can just completely control it. A little worry there for me. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's a bit of a worry. I just don't know. Yeah, it just doesn't feel right to me. I, I can't feel comfortable when there's there's that much box kicking going on because we're not good enough at it. And yeah, I for me, I just I just ban it. I think it's, a, it's just a waste of possession, you know. And I know obviously sometimes when you're in twenty two, you got to get rid of it. But then just ping it, ping it back to the ping it back to the outside half, get the leather, kick the leather off the ball that way. Um, I, yeah, I just don't think we are good enough at it to to be doing it. And where where it has worked, where contestable kicks have worked in the past is when we've had Bigger doing it and chasing his own kick and he's excellent at it but as we said if we want to play more expansive rugby it doesn't help if you're not getting the ball back from, from nine and I'm not just blaming Gareth Davis here because it's obviously in the game plan do you know it's what I mean like, it, mu- yeah. it must be in the game plan yeah. because otherwise I think his natural instinct wouldn't be to, to put boot to ball so often and so yeah it's 
it is a fundamental flaw in the game plan for me, and I think that's something we've uh, we're going to have to iron out, and hopefully we'll be able to do so for next week. Yeah. All right, last one. Bernard Jackman is facing a fight to keep his job, fact or fiction. Yeah, sadly, I think it's it's probably pains me to say it, it's probably a fact at the moment. Mm. Is that he's under a, he's going to he's under immense pressure now, isn't he? Um, you know, this weekend. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of people on his back now. Um, it doesn't doesn't look too good, does it? There's a lot of people on his back, in terms of in terms of fans on social media and to a certain extent in the press now. Does that mean that he's fighting to keep his job, or do you think that David Buttress is going to give him his backing and and that's enough? Do you see what I mean? So yeah. even though even though the performances have been dire and the results have been dire. He's actually still got the the backing of the board because, well, unless he's seeing, I mean, David, obviously David Butcher's the board. They've they have backed him, haven't they? Mm. They've backed him in a in a in a big way. It's, it's unless they're seeing something behind the scenes that we're not we're not privy to. Then you'd have to say that they're going to be having conversations and and, and doubts themselves because it doesn't look as if you know they scored they scored a few decent tries, yeah. But the defence, things things that a lot of people have pointed out aren't being addressed, have, haven't been. Mm. So, you know, when these things start being talked about over and over again, then you don't address, you know, if you're addressing one point, but then something else is creeping in, then you can kind of say, OK, they've addressed that now, set pieces looking tight and we're moving on to, you know, moving on to defence. But it doesn't seem, that doesn't seem to be happening, does it? No. And that's the main concern, I think, for fans you know, the fans down there. The, the main concern <clears> is the Dragons do not look to be getting any better at all. And that's despite having a, you know, a, a very different squad. And, you know, on paper, that is a stronger squad. It is definitely a stronger squad. Last, you know, this time last season, obviously there was a, a hell of a lot of injuries and a lot of players who were clearly not going to play for the Dragons again. So you could kind of be forgiven for going, okay, it's not his squad. This year round, it's, it is Jackman's squad. And the improvement just doesn't seem to be there. I think that Sean Edwards not coming on board in a, whatever it is, consultancy capacity has really hit them because I think that, I, I just feel like that was, that was widely reported as it was going to happen. And then when it hasn't and you've not got that, you know, imagine the discipline that Sean Edwards would have brought to that, to that defence. And then instantly... The defence is a lot tighter and you're not shipping 50 points every other game and you're not shipping four tries in the first half against teams because you've just got that much well, much better drilled defensive unit. Your confidence starts to build and you're in games more often than not. It's that that thing just feels like it has made a massive difference. But would you would you parachute in a someone to, to look at the defence. Yes. And there's a defence specialist yes. there now, but it's not... It's not working. It's not working. Yeah, I absolutely would. Anything that is going to help shore up that defence, because you can't compete in games against anyone when, when you're, defending, you're defending like that. Basic skills look, look very poor as well, and I think some of that is down to... It's just down to confidence being so low, but that's not, that's not the position that anyone wanted to be in in, in November. The danger, of course, with sacking him is... Is you know who is there to who is there to take over, and unless you've got someone lined up, 
then you know it's the, it's the easy thing for for people to look at and go yeah just got to get rid got to get rid of oh, anyone to do a better job but that's not the way that yeah. that's not the way that clubs and businesses work you have to have some kind of succession plan and uh, yeah I don't know what it is but things are going to have to change very um, how many times have we said that already you know yeah they yeah. they just do <clears throat> so you do you you think he's under under the caution Definitely, well, he is, he's I mean, definitely under the cosh. I'm not sure he's fighting for his job. I, I have I have a feeling that there's still the backing of um of the board. And I don't know that. I'm just basing it on kind of, you know, Butchers has come out and been supportive on social that? media. Generally speaking, I agree with I agree with boards backing, you know, I don't like the knee jerk football style, let's just sack the gaffer. But this season has been woeful. It really has been woeful. And you almost just get the feeling like, you know, what can, what can be done to, to make things better? Mm. Because there's, there's been no, there's been no improvement based on what we've seen this season. And that, that squad of players, I know the money isn't there where, where other, even the other regions, the, the Dragons are still a long way behind it. But, you should be competitive in games against the likes of Connacht and against you know Kings and Benetton and and Zebra and these yeah. and these kind of teams. Some of the sides are putting up a lot more. Not a fight because it's not that, is it? But, but you, you have to look at the way that Benetton have improved, and we've said yeah. this. That is down to it being a much better run club than it was years ago, and man management and, and man management and, and Crowley's coaching approach, and that is. That is clearly working, and and the results, particularly at the start of the season, have have kind of reflected that. And again, that you know, that's the kind of thing that that should give you that should give you hope as a as a Dragons fan. Because again, you look back eighteen months, and you just said, you know, what we were all saying: the Italians have added nothing to the league. What's the point? Get shot of them. And Treviso have just have turned into a, a competitive side. And I, I think that's all Dragons fans want is to be. Competitive to go into a game thinking, not thinking, are oh, getting out of here without shipping thirty-five points would be a good result. You know, that's that's, just, where, that's where the defence. I just cannot, yeah. I cannot get my head around how that isn't that isn't being looked at and improving at all. It's the improving. That's the bit that's killing me because mm. it's not. You're not seeing any improvement yeah. at all. Not even, not even, mar- not even marginally. No, but it's not there, is it? No, no, it isn't. Um, and so, yeah, I'd just parachute someone in as quickly as possible. Yeah, I would. I, I think that, um, yeah, like I say, I think the Sean Edwards thing would have been would have been absolutely massive. Do you remember doing a podcast about yeah. four, well, about five, six months ago where we said I do, that yeah. Sean Edwards at the Dragons would be more important than any player? And I think that's... Fact of it. Yeah, it was <laughs> fact, fact of fiction. And we both said fact. fact yeah. And here we are now saying the, yeah. saying the same thing that... A defensive and, but there are others. There are, there are others out there, aren't there? That have you know that would be uh, similar-ish. You you are offering to do a job here, Danny. You're much more of an attack coach, aren't you? <laughs> scrummaging coach, I think. Oh, yeah, scrummaging coach, vegan salad. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but look, it's uh, it's a pretty dire time to be a Dragons fan, and. Uh, yeah, hopefully that'll change. At yeah, some point. really hope they can turn it around. Right, let's have a look and talk about Wales next week. So, I want to get your thoughts on the side that you would pick, Dan, or do you want to split it up? We'll do forwards and backs as usual. I'll put the forwards, you pick the backs. 
Yeah, well, we, yeah, we'll chip in a bit along the way, shall we? Do all you right, mix then. it up a all bit? Right, no, all right, we'll do it as consensus then. We'll do it as consensus. Right. Okay. For, do you want to have a run at the front? I mean, yeah. Well, generally speaking, first of all, I wouldn't be making. I, I too do m- want to have a go at the front row. Okay, actually. I, I do want to have a go at the front row. Go I on. wouldn't be making too many changes. There's not going to be too many no, changes no, no. from for, for, for me. But um, yeah, okay. Front I'm row making then. two in the front row. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm bringing Rob Evans back in. Yeah. Did, how did you think he went? Um. Look, I think he needed that game to. He hasn't played a lot. He of went down quite easily, didn't he? Yeah. He. Um, <laughs> he's, a, he's a lovable player. Yeah, I like him, and I like the. You know, he's he's the best scrummaging loose head in that side. I tell you what, that, that, that scrum we won when we were down to seven. Mind yeah, we, that was big. We didn't win that though. Did yeah. We? I thought that was. I thought we completely did a job on the ref there, but. Uh, I mean, look, scrums are lot. Scrums are lotteries, aren't they? And you know that, and it was a risky play. Yeah. To go, yeah, let's keep let's keep the ball in here. But he flung um, his arms out, yeah. and he was, yeah. I mean, what a moment that was. Then that's it, though. Yeah, and I, I think perception has so much to do with it. it you does. know, Nicky Smith, Nicky Smith is not renowned as being a fantastic no. scrummager as much as he adds a lot around yeah. the park. And scrummaging got a lot better throughout the game, didn't it? I think yeah, Ken did. Ken had a must have had a huge amount to do with to do with that. Mm. He put a lot in, in. He put a big shift in by Nicky and yeah, he did. hitting hitting everything. He did. Uh, I just feel he always that, does. Yeah. I, I feel like Rob Evans is, is proven international class and we're going to need those kind of players out on there. I feel yeah. like he's got that run, that, that, however long it was he was on the pitch. How long was he on for? 20 minutes? Yeah, is it 20, 50? Um, but but he, yeah, getting, getting that bit of match fitness back and I feel like he'll be ready to go next week. If, so I'd, I'd be starting with him. If we're building as well and we're not just, you know, we need him to. We need him in in, in the red shirt. Don't we? Well, we're saying so, we're we're saying we need this as a win. You know, this this game we need to win yeah. against Australia. But we're then also looking I'm towards the World Cup, aren't we? And we need him getting game time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, look, Rob Evans starts. Ken Owen starts, and then I would. Oh. So I, th- I think Dylan Lewis played well, right? He did play well. But I think if Tom Francis is available, he's a stronger scrummager. And I know you could, on the one hand, you could argue, oh, well, Australia aren't the strongest scrummaging side, so you don't need to pick your best scrummagers. I go for the opposite, and I go, right, pick a real, pick the strongest scrummaging line. Whenever we got. say, how many times have we said this, and they've done a job on us in the front row? So, well, they have. But I've seen other games where we've we've done a number. And if yeah. you think back to you think back to kind of years ago, Gatland would very often used to pick Paul James in these fixtures yeah. over Mellon, yes. and. That that was because he wanted the he wanted the edge in the scrum. Now I know things have changed a bit, and you don't get as many penalties at scrum time. But for me, I, I think that's just an area where you go in and it puts a bit of pressure on. There we're thinking, ah, oh, yeah, they are better scrummagers than us, and it puts those seeds of doubt in there. So for me, that's my front row: Francis, Francis, Owens, Evans. And then we got yeah. There's a lot of a lot of front rows in there that we've um, that aren't involved. I suppose yeah, we've got. Uh, Ferris. Um, I'll go with I'll go with that front row. Um, I did think Dean Lewis went well. I was surprised at how well I was. I was surprised at how well the front row did. To be mm. honest, I, I thought they would have they would have had the upper hand there. Um, but yeah, let's go with that. All right, good. That. Second row. Well, obviously, Alan and Jones picks himself as <laughs> skipper and as Alan and Jones, so that's fine every time. But yeah, what a shift again. We haven't even mentioned Alan and Jones yet, but he was superb again. He is getting better. Yeah, he was just you know like everything you've come to, everything you've come to expect from him. But oh, again, you just think like those restarts. Every Taking time, took it, bang, no nonsense, yeah. no messing about, no, no fluffed lines there whatsoever. 
they're just the kind of things that yeah. that make winning get, winning test matches so much easier. So, you know, he was he, again. He was superb. So he plays. Who would you partner with him, Dan? I'm going to keep the second rows as they are. Yeah, I am. I think he calls a line out. See, Corey. He's. I know that he's lighter. Um, you know, Jake Ball has that grunt, but I, I, I like them playing together. Yeah, I do. I think it's. Uh, yeah, we obviously Steph last week on the show said that he'd have gone for Jake Ball, which yeah, maybe scarlet tinted spectacles, but I can see why. I can really see why yeah. because he hits. You know, there's no. He's such an effective carrier, but I just think Cordy's such a clever player, mm. and because the lineout's so important. Lineout was okay on I the weekend. It, it went well, but there was a few. It was a few parts. My concern, my concern with the lineout was defense. Was defensively in the first half, we struggled with their with their rolling malls. Mm. Obviously, they went over and scored their try from that. That was that was a concern. For me. But then, but then, second half, it got miles better. It got yeah. absolutely miles better, and it didn't look the threat. You know, however many times they had penalties in R twenty two and went to the corner, they you know I know yeah. they got close to the line on one, and I like the way Cordy's able. Well. From an outsider, and it looks like he's able to adapt. So if he, mm. if something isn't quite going right, he, he he's able to change it. And we've we've sat here so many times where we haven't changed and adapted to what's going on on the pitch. Yeah, and I think he does. I really do think he okay. does that. All right, well let's go with that then. Corey Hill, yeah, Adam and Jones, back row, same again, sir. Same again. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think obviously we've we've covered that a lot. Just to quickly touch on the line out there again. This is something I noticed during the time. On, on those big line-out calls, who are they sending up to, to win the ball? Justin Tipperick. Sling him up. And it, and it, worked, it worked well yeah. for me. So, again, just another, um, uh, another big plus. He's not often talked about in the line-out, is he? No, he does a great such job. an option. And not job. just at the back either, where you're slinging it up on the, you know, the Hollywood. You just can't Hollywood miss. sling him up at the back. Any anyway, point, they were quite happy to yeah. sling him up as first. You can't miss that blue scrum cap, can you? He's just, yeah, he's just he such a player. Uh, right, onto the backs. Half-back's the same? Yeah, half-back's the same. Yeah, same. I think the same. same. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. Centre's the same for me too. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Hadley probably had his weakest game for Wales, actually. He did, actually. didn't he? Missed that yeah. tackle. He looked, yeah, often and, see that. and you don't often see that. Dropped the ball. He still made some big hits. And I was sat next to my brother in the stadium, and a lot of the time, there was a few big hits went in, and he went, God, who's that Moriarty? I was like, no, Parks. And, and he does put in those big yeah. hits, but it was, it was a... A relatively weak performance by his high standards. If he was going to have, we wanted him to, we wanted it to be in that game, didn't we? I so, think so. Uh, yeah, he's he the won't... starts for me next week again. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 going to be impossible to move from there, isn't he? That twelve shit. Um, I suppose the changes will probably be on on the wing. I think more, you know, Morgan will um, will probably miss out, won't he? Yeah. Does Liam come in? Yeah, Liam Williams definitely Liam comes, comes back in. in. You know, Liam, I, Liam Williams had a good season. Yeah. We know what a class act he is. Part part of me. He, part of me wants to keep Luke Morgan. I thought that he um, he, he didn't get the ball, did he? he didn't, didn't get a get chance. But he took his um, you know, Dunbar. He, took, he tackled him. He's he's quite a difficult chap to stop. He's, and ma- he's a monster. Well, well again, he, we saw that he, he ran through, through parks. Yeah, yeah, he did. And and Morgan can tackle. You know, from the sevens, he, mm. you can't you know you can't miss a man. Yeah, he? exactly. He's small, but he tackles and positionally he he he, he did you know did all right. Mm. Um, It's a hard one. I, 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 I'm tempted to keep him in, you know. Hey. I know that's not, you know, most people would, would, would make a change, wouldn't they, and bring, bring Liam in. Yeah, well, you're overall <laughs> on that one. I'm definitely bringing but, him in. Um, like, I really like Luke Morgan. I 
don't think that's the last you've seen of him in a Wales shirt. I just want to see him. A bit, I just want to see a bit more. Of him. Yeah, that's I want to watch it, and I and I but, want to see those players play because you need. You know, like I've said a number of times, what I loved about Wales in yeah. eleven is we had Shane in that back line who could just pull stuff out, and yeah. I'm not. You know, you can't compare the but you the test match. Gets level, you excited, but he's a similar it, player, isn't it? it? You does, know, he's yeah. a similar player. He's rapid. Yeah. Let's he's keep small, him. He's got a great skill set. Uh, Let's keep him in there. I, see, I, I, you'd I, have him at ten. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, um, but I'd have him on. I'd have him on the bench. <clears throat> okay, personally, but yeah, I'd have Liam Williams on the one wing. I'd George North on the other. And North, North looked good, didn't he? Really did. Really did. Didn't and that try, good. that try was <clears throat> was George North twenty twelve. Yeah, for me. It was his, you know, hitting the line at the he right looks, time. Looks hungry, fit, happy. Great pass around Scum, as you pointed out. It was. Yeah, perfectly timed, drew the man. Yeah, it was a lovely, lovely pass. Um, yeah, really good to see him. And then um, oh, Halfpenny was that. Halfpenny was so, so good. Mm. He just, well, we say it all the time, but you, when he's not there, you really, really know about it. And he just, he's just like a pendulum there, isn't he? Just sweeping up every single thing. And they kicked, you know, they had some good kicks. They mm. kicked fairly well. You know, um, Hastings, Hastings put some, de- some, put some decent yeah. edges through. He had an up and down game, Hastings, didn't he? he? Did. But some of his kicks were good. I thought yeah. he was guilty of overplaying it a bit. But yeah, he looks, yeah, I mean, he looks, he's comfortable. He looks classy with the ball, doesn't he? He's a good he? player. He'll, be, he'll, have, he'll have better yeah. games for Scotland yeah. than that. He just needs some, uh, yeah, he just... He, just, just international, game. exactly. Just, just some time. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Halfpenny is um... Halfpenny was 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 good. Looked threatening as well. Looked good. Someone I've got to mention that mm. after watching the game, after watching the game back, and I knew he was good at the time. But Ken Owens, oh my goodness, he was he was incredible. Mm. Literally, he hit everything with as if it was the last time he was ever going to hit yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he took that knock on the nose. He's come back on. He's he's hitting everything again. He obviously looked after that. I think he looked. He held that front row together mm. because they've really fancied that up front. He was he was he's he's going to be such a loss when he eventually goes. Yeah, um, you said this to me. How old is Kay? He's only twenty nine, thirty, isn't he? I don't. I don't think we need to be fretting about this just I yet. Don't know. We need to check. I think because I'm I'm. Panicking, sleepless nights coming in. Now. Yeah, I think I, I think you're all right. He, like he's... he really was, really was um, something else. He's thirty-one. He's thirty-one. All right, okay. Uh, he'll play. He'll be like Hibbard. He'll play till he's forty. <laughs> he's fine. Don't you, the way don't you, worry, about, it, don't you worry about Ken. He'll be. He'll be absolutely fine. But yeah, I agree. He's get him. Super. Get him on the vitamins. Right. And so on the bench then, Dan. Just let's finish on. Uh, let's finish on that. Uh, does Nicky Smith uh, get on the bench for you? Yeah, Nicky Smith does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he, you know, on that performance, he did, yeah. what he did well, didn't he? Um, Elliot D. Elliot D. Yeah. yeah, you know, he was one happy with going off. Wasn't Dylan he? Lewis. Dylan Lewis. Yeah. Um, Beard. You go Beard. So yeah, no, no room for ball in the. I, I, I want to see a bit again. more. I, I want to see a bit more of him. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I think we need to see a bit more if we're looking for that World Cup. Let's see a bit more of him. I like Beard. I like Beard as well. I I do think he's uh, he's got the ability to be like a a charterist style player. He's that he's that big. He's and I've big. said this before, but like coming off the bench, and I, we were sat in the very back row of the uh, of the upper tier on Saturday, and even from there, you just went, God, he's huge! Like he is, like, he's he's that off the bench. he is massive. Uh, but I like that. Let's get yeah, get 
get him in there. Um, back row. Again, don't know. Don't know about Ellis Jenkins. Is fitness? Yeah, it depends, um, doesn't it? On. But let's assume. Let's assume Ellis is fit. But if he's fit, you're going with him, aren't you? I think. Yeah, I think I would. Because again, I think that as much as I'm a big fan yeah. of Wayne Wright, I think that that ability to because he's such a calm player, Ellis Jenkins. We're going to need the pressure, and we, we need decision makers. You know, we need a cool Leadership, head. Yeah. yeah, all those things. So if he's okay, then If he's yeah, okay, I'll have him in, yeah. Yeah, I'll pop him in. Thomas uh, Williams. Yeah. Yeah, Thomas Williams, your man. And then... You know, raise a sharp haircut, isn't he, for that game? Yeah. A few of them had. Good trim that. I like I like him. Do you know what? Again, that when he come on, he's... Um, yeah, you just want him to have the ball. Like, but, but he's there. He's, he's got the ball straight. He's, he's an old-fashioned scrum half. He's a threat. He's an attacking threat. As Gareth Davis is... But when the ball when the ball's at the back of the scrum, he's looking. He knows what's going on. If there's an opportunity to go, every breakdown is quick ball. Let's get it out. Let's get it out. So I, I'm a massive fan of. Yeah, he, he had a he had a he had a couple of darts, didn't he? A couple of runs. He's a class act. Yeah, I he's like a class him. act. Um, Fly half cover on the bench is is big. You know, we're expecting Patchell to be fit. Dan Bigger's back in the squad. Jared Evans obviously come on come off the bench. I would expect him to to miss out personally, but. What would you be doing? Again, it, in this in this game, one, right? If you're going, the thing is, you've got the option to bring Patchell there, and then you've got cover at fifteen. You could have dual playmakers if you know if we're if we find ourselves nine to twelve points down and needing to do something. You could have Anscom and Patchell playing in tandem, right? Which is quite exciting yeah, in it itself. Is. It is. I like that. But then, likewise, if we're leading by four, and you bring Dan Bigger on, you know he won't miss a tackle. You know he's got that that uh, fantastic tactical kicking game and we need a, we need to beat these so it's not it's what you know he'll slot we, a drop goal if you need yeah, it we have to beat Australia as well don't we it's not like we want to we've said that Dan fact you um, answered fact Jared Evans is missing out uh, Jared Evans definitely misses out he's missing out oh the silence I'm going down bigger I'm putting bigger on the bench I'm putting bigger. I'm putting bigger. All right, and then back three cover. I'm going for. Uh, I'm going for Morgan. Let's leave him on that box yeah, of tricks. Yeah. All right, I like the look of that, Dan. Nice, uh, nice side. Right, we've got, couple, nice. <laughs> we've got a couple of <laughs> listeners' questions to finish. Um, we had a few come in, some of which we've already covered. So I'm going to leave. Going to leave those. Um, well, this, this is a bit of a, a left or right <laughs> field one. This from uh, it's from too late for it. For late. Um, for... How, mu- how much? Of, how much of North's return to form? He's down to playing on the right wing. So this is from Gasman Roy, you know, he's a regular listener. Ooh. No. I think he's got bugger all to do with it. I don't know. That's a great question. I don't think he's got anything to do with it. I think I think it's been more down to We need to throw it back to Gasman Roy, because he obviously there's something more to come there. Um yeah, can he let us know? <laughs> well yeah, I'm sure he... I'm sure he'll reply. Yeah. I think I, I don't I don't think it's got anything to do with it. But yeah, for a start, you know, I, the way he bundled over in the in the corner, he's popped up he's popped up on the left there. You know, I, I don't think he's yeah. I don't think he's seeing a number on the back of his shirt. I think he's playing with the ability and the freedom and the confidence. That's that's yeah. why George North is back. And he's and he's had a, a good run of fitness, touch wood. He's yeah, he's 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 fit, isn't he? Mm. He's so big that 
he's going to pick up. He easily picks up knocks, doesn't he? There's so there's so much to go wrong. Mm. Um, I think I think he you get you get a happy George North and he and he plays well as well. He's obviously enjoying being back in Wales. I don't think he liked being over there at all, over the bridge. I don't think he enjoyed it. He was there for long enough. Yeah, I just don't think he. Re- it's particularly towards the end, and he Toward, definitely, yeah, didn't, definitely. Didn't he? And um, he's fit. He's hungry. He's excited about the World Cup as well. Back, you know, he's back home. I think it's not a huge amount to do with whether he plays right or left. You can play him, you know, he'll have a run in the centre, and even though we don't like him, I know we don't like him there. But it's um, we've got to fit George North at the moment. That's the mm. biggest thing with him. Yeah, I agree. Fit and uh, and confidence is the is the key for me. Right, and then this one from Iron, who's Farrell penalty, yellow, red, or no penalty? For me, it's a it's an absolute certain penalty. Mm-hmm. I can't I cannot understand how that wasn't given. Agreed. And because it's a penalty, it's a yellow. It's a yellow. I don't think it's a red. No, I don't. But, but I think it's, did you see that Cipriani one the other week? Yeah, that was a, and, and that was a red. Yeah, you know. I mean, I, I don't. I, what did you think it was? Uh, yellow. Well, penalty and a yellow. Yeah, because it was a penalty. It's a yellow. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly my take. That's it. And they bottled it, didn't they? I've massively bottled it. A hundred percent. Yeah, to go to the video ref and come up with that decision. It's like, what the hell are you playing at? How can you go to the video ref and come away with that? Yeah, I don't understand that. That's, I mean, that's penalty yellow. You know, I heard. I, I had um, five live on as I was driving back from Cardiff today, and. They, you know, they had a few people kind of tweeting in their opinions, England fans, I might add. And you know, someone said uh, that you know, a lot, there was a lot of consensus amongst them that it was definitely a penalty, and quite a few said yellow. There was a few people who tweeted in and said that, you know, he, he your natural reaction when you go to when you go to tackle is to use your shoulder, right? Okay, which is fair enough because you're going to drive back, and then because it was slightly mistimed. It hit his head and bounced back, and then he, he, you know, the player wasn't there to wrap his arms around. Oh, come on, it's all about clutching at straws, you know. No, he he, 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 there was none of that. He didn't look to. He was nowhere, never going to get his arm round. He knew what he was doing. Mm. It was, it was, it was rugby league esque, wasn't it? It looked, it looked like he was. No, I think it was mistimed. I think it was mistimed, but mistimed is enough. It was a hell of a is hit. Enough to man. Such a hard man, mm. Farrell, isn't he? And you know. He's he's so competitive, but it was a definite, definite penalty. But that uh, to win the game as well. I mean, he he's he's sat at home now, absolutely laughing, isn't he? Yeah, he can't believe it. No, yeah, yeah. There's loads of obviously social media's erupted, but there's so many people saying you know nothing in it. You know, there was. Yeah, I I I don't. You know, it's like look, it's this is just the dangerous. He didn't wrap his arm around. His right hand did not go anywhere near around. I don't think any, nothing to do with like head or neck or anything like that. It's just for me, his arm, he just didn't wrap mm, it. No, I agree. All right, Dan, a couple of things to, to finish on then. Who's, who's been your player of the week? My player of the week mm-hmm. has been Ken Owens. Okay. I'm going for Justin Tipperick. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he fully deserved that man of the match. And like I say, as much as he does the, the stuff over the ball and the nice touches with ball in hand, yesterday was, was all about that. Um, that no nonsense stuff that you get from from him as well. The fact that he doesn't miss tackles. That yeah, I, you sling me up in the line out and I'll I'll make sure we secure this ball. Just yeah, ab- absolute dependable. absolute class. And uh, yeah, expect to see more of those was, nice touches. He, he was also going forward. taking. It was taking sort of two to three people to to take him off mm. to clear him out. He's so powerful, isn't he? Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. 
Um, all right then, Dan, who had a week to forget? A week to forget? From the Welsh side? No, I was thinking that initially, but you know, if you've got any other thoughts, go for it. A week to forget... Well, I might need a helping hand here. I only go Hadley Park, so I think that was I think that was yeah. below his. You know, he's got. I think he had very high standards, and um, that yeah. wasn't that wasn't his uh, that wasn't his best. Uh, I mean, yeah, Elliot. Uh, Elliot's. Uh, I think he's massively unfortunate, isn't he? Because he slipped. I don't know whether you saw that yellow, but he he was offside. He, yeah, he slipped. There was nothing in that, to be honest. And yeah, he'd only been on for a couple of minutes, and then he was back off. I was really looking forward to seeing a yeah. you know an impact. 10, 12 minutes from him, but yeah, Hadley Parks is a good shout there. All right then, right, so that brings us to a conclusion for another week, and uh, yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, as we say, we're always keen to hear from you, so do that on Twitter, at Attacking Scrum, make sure you like the Facebook page, and join the Facebook group as well, and uh, you can follow us on Instagram, and make sure you get all the team news, and the latest news uh, as it comes through there, so if Instagram's your bag, make sure you follow us, it's uh, called Welsh Rugby Attacking Scrum, and uh, finally as well another shout out to you may have heard last week we had Mark Williams on the uh, the son of Bridge End legend and, uh, and Lions tourist uh, Gareth Williams they've got that fundraising game coming up this Friday so if you are in the Bridge End area make sure uh, make sure you, you head down to that they've got some fantastic players playing chance to see Alan Bateman play again which yeah. you know that's lovely it. player what a player uh, so yeah do get involved with that and um, if you can't then we'll, we'll tweet out some details of, of how you can get involved and, and make a donation as well so uh, yeah be sure to do that last off thanks to our sponsors at So Coffee Trades uh, if you've got any if you're starting to think about your Christmas shopping already Dan which I'm sure you are being the organised bloke that you are um, it probably would probably be like January the 5th by the time people get their Christmas presents <laughs> off you uh, but yeah if you are struggling for Christmas presents there's hamper gift sets and stuff on socoffeetrades.co.uk so if you know someone who's a coffee lover it could be a great Christmas gift for them right we'll be back to talk rugby next week and uh, we've also got some some exciting interview content coming up soon as well so make sure you stay tuned to Attacking Scrum Podcast Network.